on the cover. Midas and a mysterious girl with long, dark hair are shown from the back. Both of them stare in fear and awe up at the demonic longsword floating above them. In the background, Lady Thorn cackles as she casts an insidious magical spell upon the blade, causing it to glow ominously as blood and nightmare ichors swirl around it. Wonder World Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 3, A Stitch in Time, Issue 4, The Ties That Bind. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. So, our comic picks up with KT. Your entire team is plummeting into the destroyed floor around you, falling into a tangle of shredded metal and debris, and they're in imminent danger. What do you do? I would like to unleash my powers. Excellent. What are you going to do with these powers? It seems that holding the uh, the big zerker in place is no longer an option. I shall redirect my gravitational pull towards my falling teammates. I think you might actually be defending here. We uh, we can roll with that. I think that might be the most uh, applicable. Indeed. Um, cool. Uh, so when you defend someone or something from an immediate threat, a roll plus savior. We shall. That is a 10 total. Amazing. On a hit, you keep them safe and choose one from the list. Add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear condition. I shall add a team to the pool. Wonderful, wonderful. I don't remember exactly how much team we had last time, and Midas is part of the team now, so I'm going to make an executive decision and just reset it. I believe it was five, but resetting is perfectly acceptable. Cool. No, I I was going to say like four or five, I think, was where it was at, but... Mm, quattro. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll reset. So we'll start with one in the pool, and one was just added. So we'll start with two. Cool. What does it look like on the page as uh, we see the rest of you gently floating to the floor in this panel? The rest of the team gently floats to the floor. Very quickly, followed by KT, who does not float to the floor. There's at least one panel of Stitch fixing and riding her bandolier, making sure Miss New Olympus is broadly displayed, and then she goes to fiddling with her needle dagger, just spinning it while it whistles. I love it. Where's our lid-footed friend? Um, He's somewhere deep beneath the rubble. Oh, okay. Uh, For now. But now... We are going to cut to turn the page. There's an editor's note that says 69 seconds ago. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thank you. I I couldn't resist. Um, Exactly. 69 seconds. mm -hmm, To the dot. And we see uh, the first panel from our previous comment, but from a different angle. Um, We see the Midnighters standing in the airlock. And in the background, you can see Stitch's face becoming worried and anxious, determined. And uh, we see the scene from Midas's perspective as in front of your head swims the vision of this girl who's screaming in rage. She's floating above the floor in the center of uh, this dimly lit room. 
There's a pentagram on the floor ringed with candles. And above her, you catch a glimpse of this demonic longsword before the vision vanishes. And uh, grab your head and step backwards into the darkness to pursue. Yeah, so you can feel a pole deep within this facility of something is going on. Shadowy nightmare magic. So by by stepping stepping through the nightmare realm, was I able to access this location and get to it? Um, let's really find out. How about you unleash your powers? Let me do it. Sounds like a great question for the dice. RTFO. Roll to find out. <laughs> roll to find <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, what did I roll plus? Um, two d six plus your freak. A nine. Ooh, nine total. Yes. Awesome. On a on a hit, you do it. On a seven to nine, mark a condition, or I will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Let's make it unstable or temporary. Oh, yes, my favorite option. You are able to kind of like move through the nightmare realm, bring this position in nightmare space to you, travel through it. It's weird. It's complicated. Nothing makes sense in there. Hmm. But um. You find the place in the nightmare round that corresponds with the place where wherever this girl is in the real world. And um, you see her floating there in the center of this chamber in one of the science wings. And it's this kind of like office. It's a chamber that's like hidden behind a bookcase in an office. And it's uh, the floor is covered with these arcane runes. And there's the black nightmare ichor in pools along the floor, uh, running in little rivulets and channels, and there, just behind the girl, is your mother, Lady Thorn. So I'm physically there now. Um, you are Nightmare Realm viewing that, oh, and okay. as you appear, your mother notices you and reaches out and pulls you physically into the world there. Mm. Crap. Yes. Crap indeed. I'm still suited, right? Um, are you? I would assume so. I believe so. Okay. I, I literally was just outside. If you say, if you tell me you're suited, you are suited. I was suited because I was just flying outside yes. in, in dangerous conditions. So I'm still suited. This this unknown female, is she still like just suspended? Is that what you Yeah, saying? she's suspended, floated in the air, um, struggling against her magical binds, clearly in pain, clearly extremely pissed off. Can I discern what what the binds are? Um, how about you assess the situation? I will assess it. Mm-hmm. With a roll? With a roll. A Can roll I to in RTF? Yeah, you're going to have to RTF up, you know. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, it's a roll plus superior. Ooh. A natural scar. 12. Awesome. So on a 10 plus, you get to add two from the following list, and you get plus one while acting on the answers. What here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is most vulnerable to me? How could we best end this quickly? What can I use to break her free? You can tell that uh, your your mother is channeling magic. She is the source of this magic. And she is channeling it through the sword and into this girl. And in fact, you sense that you are suddenly overwhelmed with that, there was that, like, uh, 
weird shadowy presence that was following your mother through the nightmare realm that was kind of keeping you at bay, you recognize that. Whatever that thing is, lives inside this sword. Oh. Mm-hmm. A living sword. Yes, something powerful and evil and deeply connected to the nightmare realm is trapped within. I know it's evil, but I kind of want to put it in my special room. <laughs> yeah, so let's um yeah, so this sword is uh really wicked and kind of badass. The another uh, reason to keep it. Mm-hmm, on the hill is it's a demon skull with uh its teeth like the blade comes out of the teeth down and uh the horns kind of curve forward to form the cross guard. Uh the sword itself, the blade is like mirrored silver. Mm. Um and then uh the handle all along it you see tiny little needles sticking out of the hilt. Dang, that sounds painful. Yes, very. Hmm. But yeah, if your mother were to uh, lose her concentration, or if her magical connection to the sword was disrupted, then the magical connection from the sword to this girl would be disrupted. Okay. Well, you think on that. Yeah, I'm going to think real quick. We're going to hop back on. Meanwhile, back at the ring. Meanwhile, back with the rest of the team. Southpaw, Mm -hmm. Moonflower, Mm -hmm. Stitch, you were all just saved. So, Stitch, you were writing yourself. Moonflower and Southpaw, how did you weather the blow? What do you look like as you are noticing that you are not crushed beneath metal and debris? I think even spine with it. Like, this this happens. Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be, it be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she has more practice, sort of like kind of picking herself up and balancing her way down a scree pile of metal and other industrial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. junk. Um, How about Southpaw? This crazy berserkon just tore through half a building like it was nothing. Oh, yeah. So Southpaw, he kind of. Um, he picks himself up off of the wreckage and he has like a few cut. No, he doesn't because he has stone skin. Yep, so yep. He has super dense skin. Stone skin is cool. Thanks, okay, KT. so um, he looks around and he's like, uh, where is uh, Sir Sinister? Did he make it through that? Yeah, what did happen to them? Uh, let's see. Uh, you see Sir Sinister uh, has a kind of a gash on his forehead that's bleeding. But he is conscious, and self is going to run over there and try to help him out. Awesome, awesome, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you start prying him loose from the rubble, you feel you're like trying to haul up on this steel beam and use it, get leverage and lift this uh, like concrete slab off of Sir Sinister, and then something deep within the rubble shifts, and you hear a groan. <laughs> Moonflower, you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. I mean, I keep, I keep trying to get Sir Sinister out, I guess. Mm-hmm. You do manage to pull him free. Yeah, so he just looks up at you and says, Well, heroes, what was your plan? Well, it seems like first we still have this, uh, whatever the fuck, you know, super ogre. What, 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 what is the shape of this? 
Humanoid. 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 Yes, these are yes, but like extra big and with um, like not like Hulk big, just like but like peak big. human physical fitness, bulk. like Shack big. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, with like black ichor running through their veins. And yeah, the black. Oh, that's right. Terrifying okay, red visor okay. and metal bolted over their face. That's right. Okay. Um, so I was just trying to figure out what Sam would call it. You mm-hmm. know. Oh no! I guess yeah. Doctor Primeval did say Berserkon, didn't he? Okay, I'll just call it Berserkon. It makes it easier. Um, well, it seems like we still got this Berserkon to deal with, and then now we're in this probably like bulkhead area, I guess, like a, a floor down. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, you guys cool fell boxes down. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and assess the situation, Sapa? I mean, it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're looking around. I at, am looking around at what's going on. So. It also buys me time to figure out right. where you are. Right, and well, it gamifies the thing that we're supposed to gamify. Our TFO. It's a 10 on the dice. Uh, cool, so you rolled a 10. Uh, so you get to ask two questions from that list. What here can I use to blank? What here's the biggest threat? What here's in the greatest danger? What Who here is most vulnerable to me? How can we best end this quickly? What here can I use to fuck shit up? <laughs> okay, that is a very interesting question. Because uh, as you look around, you have fallen into the asset containment area in the bottom of the facility. And as you look around, you see it's, it's kind of like an inverted dome shape as you're at the bottom of this facility. And it's sort of honeycombed with like tall cylindrical tubes like roughly like larger than person size like a small room cell sized perhaps and inside each of these cells it looks like each one is custom designed to contain some sort of superhuman powered individual uh you can't see into all of them but uh, you can see that like there are two that are up and open, labeled Sir Sinister and Lethal Laser 2. Whoa. This is where they are holding whatever prisoners they have stored in this black site. Okay. And then I get another question. Mm-hmm. Um, who here is most... No, well, I... how can we best end this quickly? How do we best end it quickly? Well, I think, like, what is ending it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. I mean, ideally destroy the base in a way that doesn't destroy us. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the, where we're going with this. Yep. And also, you have found that there are and, you know, and, between yeah. 30 to 40 prisoners right. locked in cells in the bottom of this station. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I, I don't think Southpaw's maybe fully had time to process this, but between, like, okay, they capture Sir Sinister and Lethal Laser and mm-hmm. use some sort of compulsion mm-hmm. technology in the Dark Nightmare Acre technology to, like, they're creating these monsters. So there's, like, hoovering up supers to create super monsters. So we need to, we need to, you know, like, I don't know, you know, like that. I feel like, just, okay, you no, know, no, um, so, connecting those dots, you know. Uh, you, so in order to like shut this place down, you would need to uh, take out the control center. There's got to be like a central nerve center where they control all of this. And 
yeah, if you can get there, you could probably figure out a way to bring down the base in a way that doesn't incinerate everyone on re-entry into the atmosphere. Cool. Right. Um, so Southpaw is like looking around. It's like as he looks mm-hmm. at this room, kind of it's like realizing what it is. And I imagine like kind of like a shocking visual as well, like these weird mm-hmm. cells and the you know like this bowl shaped room, and realizing. I don't know. Just just looking at yeah. it. Uh, as you as you walk around each by each one of these cells, there's like an emergency eject button for them. So like, so if prisoners act up, they just hit a button and eject them. It sends them out. Uh huh. Yeah, they just incinerated in the atmosphere and forgotten about. Jeez. Okay. Um, so South Park is like. Um, Y'all, this place is really bad news. I, 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 I gotta say, I think it's not good what's going on here. That is what you got from your 10 on the assess the situation. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Eden usually assesses the situation. Um, Eden thinks that if we cause a big enough distraction, she can get to the control room. It's starting to sound like a plan. What does Stitch and KT think of that? Did, uh, did Moonflower... Yeah, let's see. Enunciate that. Yeah, how did Moonflower say that? I think if we cause a big enough distraction, I think if we cause a big enough distraction, I can get to the control. There There it is. There it is. Then a distraction shall be made. Do we currently see the berserk on? He's still presumably somewhere under the rubble, but definitely awake. Probably unhappy. He's sort of making like a. Rubble, 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 rubble. You sort of compounded by the all the rubble from coming from the rubble. The actual rubble sounds. Yeah, the rubble. The berserkon underneath the pile of rock and rubble is rumbling. You say, "Is there any sort of a exit available for those of us who?" currently lack the power of flight um exit what do you mean like exit from the room from the rubble from the room that the uh earthbound characters are currently Ah, in yes um yeah there are a couple you know like hallways in the presumably an elevator or something somewhere are they any of the openings towards these hallways are they easily accessible by those of uh, us who are cursed with the ground-bound feet. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would say so. Alrighty, Lady Moonflower. How big of a distraction do you require to enact your current scheme? The biggest, Lady Stitch. I am not sure that it is appropriate to leave you alone with these. So if you shall follow me. Stitch nods vehemently and follows KT. We turn the page and we are back with Midas in the room. So um, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to charge up my nightmarish powers 
and try and charge some some burns. Awesome. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus the number of conditions you got, Mark. Oh, oh right. yeah. 12 a on the sol- dice. A solid 16. Boom. Okay, you charge the heck out of that burn. Supercharge. You have three extra hot burn. Oh, super hot burn. Super hot. In that case, I'd like to go ahead and, and spend one of said burns. Um, and bring forth through the nightmare realm a um, fiery lava wall that I create a moat with, mm. which is um, bur- spending the burn to create a barrier that holds back threat as long as my attention is on it. Um, the GM may call for me to spend another burn if the barrier is threatened by particularly powerful enemies. Awesome. Excellent. You're throwing that up between you and the girl and your mom? Yes. Yeah, so you throw out your hands and suit flexes and fire pours from your arms and lava erupts from the ground. And it's cool looking. And it's very, very cool looking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this wall of lava uh, totally separates your mother, severs your mother's magical connection to the sword. And uh, behind you, you can hear the girl... um, screaming in pain and like holding one of her arms um and you can see that these like symbols have been burned into her flesh up one of her arms but whatever was going on you've stopped it for now perfect um may i now take this chance to spin around real quick and grab said girl yeah and um, then dive right through a portal in the ground. So as you spin around and grab her, um, sh- something about her just like looks weird. She's got kind of a uh, kind of a narrow, angular face. She has long black hair and kind of soft brown eyes that have flecks of gold in them. Hmm. Seems relatable. <laughs> um, I notice this as I open up said portal to the nightmare realm and dive directly down to the floor with said. Um, are you spending burn to overcharge? Or are you? Or otherwise, it sounds like you're unleashing your powers, or perhaps defending this girl, depending on what you think you are, what you think is most applicable. Um. I will, I will unleash my powers because I'm I'm kind of in the middle of doing a lot of stuff here. So yeah, no, that checks out. That checks out. Go ahead and roll two d six plus your free. Eleven. Eleven. Oh, also, what conditions do you have marked? I've been. I keep forgetting. afraid, angry, guilty, and insecure. Oh, okay. Do those? Some of those. I mean, all of those give you penalties to rolls. As oh, that's well. true. Uh, Minus two to directly engage, comfort or support, provoke someone, or defend someone. Okay, not unleash your powers. Luckily, I didn't pick defense. (laughs) (laughs) You you are feeling a lot of feels right now, my friend. Oh yeah, I should probably get rid of some, but it's also really great for burns. Yeah. Gives you a lot of penalties. Uh, cool. So, um, you grab this girl and tumble through the nightmare round. Would you get mine? 11. An 11, right? Awesome. Uh, where were you trying to go? 
or are you just trying to get away? I'm I'm using it to swoop through there back to my last known place of my compatriots. So the two of you land in the hallway, uh, or the airlock. The airlock is open into the hallway, and in the center of the hallway is a giant hole that has been blasted through it by an extremely powerful berserkon. Hmm. Um, Something happened here. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> you come face to face with uh, KT and Stitch floating up out of the hole. I say, what happened? <laughs> I was gone for two seconds. We decided to change the scenery. <laughs> All right. Well, where's where's the rest of the gang? They're right there. Oh, is everybody here? Did I did I misinterpret that? I thought they were the, the other two are floated up below and down in the level below. Oh, down, down in the hole. hole. Mm-hmm. Ah, perfect. Well, yeah, where I'm where I'm pointing right now. What's uh? I, you can I, see him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I sort of found somebody who was being being taken hostage, so I I kept oh. them with me here. But uh, what's what's our plan on on? Uh, Distraction. Taking down this joint. A distraction. Lady Moonflower requires a to enact her plan. Seems like you got the job taken care of. We have not started the job yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the the giant holes aren't part of the distraction. (laughs) That that happened before the distraction. I'd love to see the (laughs) follow-up. Do you currently affected by the hunger condition? <laughs> oh, first, I actually looked at the <laughs> for a second. I Texas was like, character sheet. I was like, wait, what? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Would you be willing to help us find of some sort? A cafeteria? We are going to cause a distraction. All right, I'm in. Oh. Uh-huh. For the first time, the girl speaks up. I'm sorry, but who are you people? Oh, we're the Midnighters. I have not heard of the Midnighters. Don't worry, we're superheroes. We were rejected by the Vindicators. Well, technically, only four of us. One of us is an illegal alien. I think actually two of us now are illegal aliens. We are heroes. <laughs> Excellent. Then you can assist me on my quest. I require my sword and my armor. I do not have either. I need them for what I'm about to do. You should probably get them then. I can get you some armor. <laughs> it might not be yours. I reach through a little pocket dimension and pull out a pretty evil-looking set of armor. <laughs> There's a lot of spikes. There's a lot of spikes. Um, yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers to conjure some nightmare armor. How could this go wrong? Eleven. Awesome. And you don't have a condition mark that affects that? Not for unleashing powers. Cool. Awesome. 
Uh, excellent. So yeah, you pull out this awesome suit of badass plate mail with even more spikes than suit currently has. Oh yes. Um, and yeah, it is super metal and badass. And uh, the girl looks at it in awe and stares at you with respect. And she like reaches out a hand and grasps you by the forearm. My name is Rin. Nice to meet you. I'm Midas. A pleasure. She kind of extends her arms and the suit morphs around her. She says, now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go find my sword and then kill my mother. Midas is a little bit perplexed tonight. Um, that's a little confusing because my mom's on the ship. She has turned around and is going off on her own. Into I said the facility. it in her direction. <laughs> she didn't hear me. Moonflower and Southpaw, how are the um, those of you who are afflicted with terrestrial feet doing? I think Ian's probably looking for the control room since mm-hmm. he yeah. knows it's only a matter of time until the yeah. distraction. Is Southpaw's just tagging along in that in that. Yeah. So I don't know if we found a hallway or some sort of gang plank. Okay, yeah, you guys are. Can we be on a gang, a, a, like a catwalk? Yeah, yeah, you guys. We cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, you are able to find uh, the 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 doors are locked down, but Moonflower is able to pry open an access vent, an access panel, and you're able to kind of uh, squeeze between the walls and then up into a catwalk above the main like generator room. And on the other side of the room. Uh, you can see a ladder that looks like it goes up, and you remember a moonflower that the uh, asset control room was on the top floor on the observation deck. Glad I remembered that. Mm-hmm. That's really smart of you. <laughs> it, well, uh, so uh, I'm going to take a liberty here. It's, it's Southpaw's going to say, Hey, moonflower, do you think that maybe the asset control room is on the top deck of the space station? <laughs> <laughs> like up that ladder up ahead? <laughs> Editor's note, I hate you. <laughs> Just follow me. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Midas, are you following this girl or going to look for a cafeteria with KT and Stitch? Um, I'm I'm very I'm very perplexed by what she said, but I don't really know her, so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow through on the mission real quick because it doesn't seem like she's in immediate danger with that sweet suit that I gave. So I'm going to mm-hmm. look for that cafeteria and kind of try to get the objective mm-hmm. of our mission mm-hmm. done here. And you were a little hungry. Yeah, I also am always hungry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have, like, the I, full condition marked, but I, it's, like, kind of marked. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, a minus one pencil. Yeah, yeah. Minus two. yeah so I'm going to say um, uh, running around on the main floor, uh, not too far from the giant hole in the ground, you are able to locate the cafeteria of this facility. Also, uh, non-silent alarms have started to go off throughout the facility. Mm. What's another word for non-silent? Loud. Unquiet. <laughs> Noisy. Um, Beepy. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, so as Stitch, KT, and Midas, as the three of you uh, 
enter the cafeteria, you can see, you can hear footsteps thundering down the halls near you. Mm. Can't really tell what direction they're coming from, but there are people nearby. What do you do? I would like to attempt to take control of every photon of light inside the cafeteria and have it change color on a completely randomized frequency from the next photon to fill the entire cafeteria with a blinding seizure of light. Are we going to have to because... put a, a photosensitivity warning on this episode of the podcast? <laughs> Are you going to warn your companion? <laughs> I am going to turn to both Midas and Stitch. I shall say to them, Last week, Lady Moonflower showed me disco. <laughs> um, yeah, you might you want to. And... Sorry, you might want to shield your eyes. Go ahead and uh, roll to unleash a disco. I close my eyes. <laughs> a record show. <laughs> that is going to be a three plus a two plus a two for a seven total. Excellent. Uh, so on a ten plus or on a hit, you do it. On a seven to nine, uh, mark a condition, or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. We are going to hand this off to the writer of this episode. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, so uh, the room around you explodes in color and light. All semblance of lines and shapes disappear as nothing entering your brain makes any sense anymore. Uh, it is, um, it's kind of like, I'm imagining almost like one of those uh, like magic image things where you have to like stare through it and then the like weird picture shows up. You know, that's kind of like how you're seeing the world right now is it's just like you can barely make out you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Magic eye posters. Yeah, exactly. What, describe it to me, not to interrupt, but describe it to me. But interrupt and describe yeah. it, yes. Uh, yeah, no, those like weird posters from like the 90s. And so it's like there's a there's a, there's a big poster and it has a pattern that looks like, oh. you know, fish scales or, you know, something sort of repetitive. And then mm -hmm. you're supposed to be able to like unfocus and then there's a pattern like beneath that pattern that's not immediately obvious. What are they called again? Magic, magic eye posters? posters? You've never even heard of magic eye posters? No. This is no. crazy. Theo's life is about oh to change my forever. Gosh. That's what it is. I have never seen these in my That's life. That's so unbelievable. I thought everyone knew. I mean, I, I guess I thought everyone above a certain age knew. Mm -hmm. I just didn't mm -hmm. know. It was, Are we it was old now? Anyway, um, I was kind of thinking, like, you know when you, like, press on your eyeballs mm -hmm. real hard and there's, mm -hmm. like, weird geometries in there? Yeah, like, yeah. Almost, oh, like, yeah, yeah. forcing mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. to see through the, like, the weirdness. The, the Golgi bodies of your the cells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's what the world is like around you right now. Mm. Flashing and psychedelic and shifting and changing and uh, very, very disorienting. My eyes are closed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what Katie told me to do. <laughs> Poor Stitch. 
This actually is a perfect opportunity for Stitch to activate not from around here. <laughs> what does that uh what does that do again? Will you share with the class? When a Stitch acts clueless, goofy, or confused to get out of a sticky, mundane situation, roll plus freak. On a hit, you create an opportunity, a distraction, or a plausible excuse. On a seven to nine, you uh feel all the weight of playing the clown and the people staring at you. The GM shifts one of your labels up and one down. On a miss, no one is fooled, and you put yourself in the crosshairs. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So um, this squad of guards has just, is like arriving in the room right now. What are you, what do you do? Okay, so we get a couple panels, and as KT is sending photons and light and flashes through the room, Stitch takes this opportunity and notices a music player, uh, a beatbox to the corner. She runs over, she selects a song, just happens to be by the uh, the canned herring from the movie Bonaparte TNT. And uh, she hops on stage and she gets ready to perform this iconic dance from this off-kilter indie movie. And we're going to see how that goes. I think it's the, the 20th anniversary of um, Bonaparte, Bonaparte TNT. TNT. Uh-huh. It's such a ridiculous oh, scene. With... That, and is that, is, uh, that is a 6 plus a 6 with Hell no modifiers. Yes. We have a 12. Awesome. Um, so uh, can you just read uh, what happens on the hit again? Yes. Yes, I can. On a hit, you create an opportunity, a distraction, or a plausible excuse. Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah, so um, these these three guards come running into the room and stop dead in their tracks. The first one's just like, what the hell? And he's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And the third one's like, kind of tilts his head to the side and says, I don't know. I think she's doing a pretty good job. Um, but they, yeah, um, they are totally transfixed in bewilderment by this, your flawless moves and um, impeccable timing as you bust it out and dance like no one is watching. You're welcome, um, Moonflower. Everyone thinks you're a killer dancer now. Midas <laughs> <laughs> uh, and KT, what are you doing with this opportunity Stitch has given you? I say, can I open my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really did, KT. <laughs> no, KT, seriously. <laughs> He's like, can hello? I, can I open my you- eyes? You may. Awesome. Cool. Uh, let's cut back to... That's such a funny panel of, like, the, the guards all, like, rocking and just, like, becoming, like... And then it goes to Midas, and he's, like, covering his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Moonflower and Southpaw. We get a panel of Moonflower getting to the top of this ladder and peeking out through the grate at the top. And uh, you can see, uh, looks like this comes up in one of the uh, 
in the floor of this, through the floor of this uh, asset control center at the top of the room. It looks like uh, kind of like a glass dome above you. Can't really see much. It looks like there's kind of banks of computers around the perimeter of the room. Um, but what you can see is the last panel of our comic, a close-up of a pair of black high heels as you hear the voice of Agent Baker saying, Get all security guards down to the asset detention center. We cannot have anyone escaping this facility. Bring me those kids in, dead or alive! Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at BigSkyCharlie. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. The Righteous Flame is played by Theodore Hampton, who can be found on his website at theohamptonphoto.com. Stitch is played by Justin Reed. Wonder World Comics is produced and edited by Michael Dunham. The music is from Dvorak Symphony No. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at wwcomicspodcast or send us an email at wwcomicspodcast at gmail.com.